deal for my family. And every year, I have this problem they all have to solve. Because I'm always the single one. Hey, Nicole. Hi, Evie. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the queer. Cheers to the scared him. Poor Texas. Poor Texas. I traumatized him. I'm sorry, buddy. Poor boy. boy. He's Hi. like, cheers to the queers, but not to me, huh? Oh, my poor little dog. My dog is in the in our in Keller Kitty Studios tonight with us, and he is so afraid of everything. Like, even if I clap, which I don't. Like, there's just not a lot of reason for me to just clap, but I do every once in a while because it's so he like tenses up, closes his eyes. Oh, he's so scared. Poor little baby. I know. Anyway, hi, hi. How, how are, are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Getting there. It's the Jinx. Yeah, Jinx. Buy me a coke. How does that go? What does it go? Jinx. Poke. You owe me a coke. What? No. Yeah. No, it does. Anyway, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little tired today, but I'm good otherwise. Got no complaints. I uh, have a new nephew. Congratulations. I'm so excited. We're calling him Baby Okra. Oh, we have Baby Borsh and Baby Okra. <laughs> baby Borsh sounds so much like Baby Borsh. <laughs> it's like an earth thing, but it's not because he's, he's from the Ukraine. No, he's not even, he's not from the Ukraine. His family's from. Anyway, anyway, yeah, baby Borscht yeah. and baby okra, baby okra, and he's seriously a cute baby. Oh my god, I didn't even show you a picture yet. No, you didn't. Uh, yes, so that's very exciting. And my brother's on his way to Malaysia today. Well, congratulations uh, right now to uh, baby. You know, baby okra was early. Um, so today I just made a shit ton of Malaysian food because I was, you know, wanting to. Is it? Oh, he's perfect. Yeah, he's really actually a cute baby. Like, he doesn't look like all alien-like or any of those weird kinds of, like, bruises or, you know, <laughs> weird-shaped head. He's, like, perfect. Oh, he's very cute. Um, Yeah, and then you have another I know. Baby. My sister yes. is dying. She's like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm eating six dates a day. I'm using, I'm bouncing on my yoga ball. I'm trying all of these different, like, wives taily things to to drop and then you know alicia was trying to you know tell baby Wife yeah you know like the old like thing myths you know that women used to tell other women that would help you know how do you say it is it well i said wives tale e like as is an, it old as an, wives tale? it's old wives tales it's not old wise tales no wives tales you said there are wise tales yes i've been saying that my whole entire <laughs> life old wives tales it's old wives' tales? Yes. Wow. Like your been... whole worldview has just yeah, shifted. Old wives you don't even... tales? Yeah. There's probably a bunch of other sayings that you've been saying wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible, but I always said old wives' tales. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah. So she's trying to, you I'm know, dumb. have the baby and, Not and Alicia was trying to keep the baby in and, and it, they got it reversed, so huh um wow okay that i'm really trying to i'm stuck on that wives i don't know what i picture but not that <laughs> I know, um, but they're not really wise tales old wise tales they're not wise they're dumb that's old wives tales yeah they're like things that you used to tell each I think other i'm still gonna say well, old wise tales <laughs> i feel like that's gonna take a lot to be to change that for me but wow yeah i'm dumb um 
Well, congratulations on all fronts. That's very exciting. They're Thank really you. fun. I have a million of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I like them all. And how are you? How was your it's week? Good. good. It was just busy and, um, uh, you know, I don't know. It wasn't even that busy. I don't even know why I said that. Um, <laughs> it was okay. I just want to sound important right yeah, now. No. I'm like so busy. I've got so many things going on. All my fans have been like stalking me and like I can't even get a food meal in. <laughs> a food meal? I don't know. It just... I don't know. No. I know. Um, I'm, I am it's better than blood meal. What are you talking about? Well, that's what, you know, certain insects take is a blood meal as opposed to a food meal. <laughs> We're an insect podcast now. <laughs> you are. Where did, where did that come from? Do you, do you, do you like insects? <laughs> I knew a girl who used to photograph insects. That was like her thing. That's interesting. Yeah, it was neat. Um, Wait, what was I talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, yeah, my week was all right. I don't, no insects, no blood, no, no blood meal, no blood meals, no, um, no food meals. Uh, yeah, I happen to think, um, uh, blood is disgusting. I always thought that, like, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but you know, like those people who cut themselves and like put the in their like their finger in their mouth, they cut, I think it is so vile because oh. like, they cut their finger and yeah, put that like doesn't bother me. It literally makes me want to makes me want to dry heave. I think oh, it's so speaking disgusting. of that, um, oh, do you know Anne Rice? You to say? Yes. Yeah, she passed away yesterday, which yeah. made me sad. You know, yeah. I mean, I haven't completely followed her throughout her career, but I definitely followed her for a while, and she was life altering for me. You know, I remember reading Exit to Eden when so I was good. like yeah. maybe eighteen or I something. I love the the Mayfair witches, though. Did you ever read the Witching Hour series at all? No, the I only one that I ever them. read was Flowers in the Attic. Oh, no, that no, was East Andrews. No, um, maybe it was just East Exit to Eden. Where, the one where Interview of the Vampire. Did you ever read that the, one? No, but I saw the movie. Mm. Do you know the Exit to Eden? Exit to Eden. Oh, so it's I don't know. Maybe it's not even. Oh, called I remember that. that one. That was the one they they actually made a movie out of it with like Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. And it was that can't be so right bad. hundred percent. Is it the right book? That I I'm talking swear about? to God. It's like, yeah. And it was terrible. Like they took an Anne Rice book and made it into a comedy and it wasn't like that to begin with. So it was I don't like, know. Is it- and it's all S and M E and like, yes, cra- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to this like Island yes. and it's like this club med or something. hundred percent. But for S&M, when you get home I- tonight, I, I promise you, you need to look up the movie and you need to watch it. I'm going to see if it's on my library actually, app when I'm done. I really want to actually rewatch it now that you even mentioned that. That's so funny. I want to reread it. It was that. so like sensual. It was, yeah, it was like. And I remember the main character, and I don't know why, but I remember his name was Elliot. And, and then there was a woman and. But he was like bisexual, and it was like kind of cool re- representation of bisexuality. And didn't even read that a lot with men, you know? And he, but it was just like. Yeah, that was one thing Anne Rice was really good with, like in terms of sexuality. It was yeah. all very fluid. And I thought that was really yeah. yeah. Even when I was like nineteen or twenty, because that especially then, you never heard of like bisexual men. Like yeah. it wasn't represented well. But yeah. she, it was such a cool, weird book. Yes. And my girlfriend and I read it together, and we would just like read it each night. And it was like I was like, this is so wild. But I thought it was a really great book. I'm oh, really man. bummed I didn't read it. I have to read more of her well, stuff. Well, especially if you like vampire stuff. I mean, Interview with a Vampire really kind of. The movie's brilliant. I mean, and I imagine the book's obviously even better because the movie is could be. I could see the movie being a brilliant book, if that makes sense. I read a lot of books, yes. so I can see. I kind of like feel like I see adaptations as well, and sure. so I could see that being a really great, thick. Oh my god, it interesting. Was, book. It's a great. Yeah. I mean, it's a great series to begin with. You know what I mean? And that's 
first how I fell in love with her. And then I'm, and then the, the Mayfair Witches, the Witching Hour series was so good too. I mean, there were just so many, I mean, and that one's, a, that first book is like fucking yeah. dense. I love so that worth though. It. When it's- oh my God. When I went to New Orleans for, I think it was my first time. I was down there for a work conference and I had a free afternoon. So I just hopped on the trolley Yeah, and I went into the garden district and I was just kind of walking around, you know, listening to music. And, uh, I happened upon Anne Rice's old house and there's a plaque there and I started crying. I wasn't even expecting that kind of reaction because it had been so long since I'd really even, yeah. Read her. You know what I mean? But like, and I remember I was bawling outside of her house and I call Amy and Amy's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm in front of Aunt Rice's oh, house. That's awesome. Well, no, I mean, because I feel like, like this could be for movies or something. Just anytime when somebody, somebody resonates like that in your life, you know, or like author, or like book series, especially there's something about a book series. That's like, yeah, like it, that my favorite book series that Catherine, Hart, uh, Catherine, um, uh, Applegate. I always want to, want to say Catherine Hardwick. She was the director yes. of the first Twilight, but Catherine Applegate. She wrote this book series, and it's a ridiculous book series. But it's the only actual physical books that I own from like when I was young. Actually, I bought them all on eBay like 15 years ago. And um, I, they in seventh grade I read them, and they were my best friends. These people from the, these characters, and I still reread them. I always have one or two in my bag because whenever I've done anything to do, I just reread these books. And I would die to meet her because she made something that was so influential in my life. Yeah. So I imagine like, and I, I imagine that Anne Rice did that for a lot of people. Oh yeah, I'm sure she's she a did, very yeah. prolific. Well, writer. I mean, one of the other things too that I think was so cool about her books is New Orleans was definitely a character, which is really neat. Yeah, you know what I mean. She really brought New Orleans to life and made you know me want to travel there and I'm sure many many other people you know yeah. what I mean so yeah that's it's a it's a really sad loss um but but I really want to I'm gonna definitely start reading her again yeah well I mean I start reading her rather I only read that one book but <laughs> you have to try to find that movie I'm telling you I'm really in this so I go through phases I'm really in this um boarding school murder mystery phase right now like there's something and there's a huge selection of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a you lot need of them to get are back like, on money heist, man. Well, no, I these are books. It. These are books. I, oh, I'm, I thought we were talking about. Nope. No, nope, I'm talking about books. the movie. The I'm talking about the movie. Exit. Oh, okay. I will. You I will totally watch. Totally have to fucking watch that Rosie movie. Rosie Who did she play in it? I can't even imagine. She plays like a cop that has to go undercover. They were all the, such like. Well, she's the intense. cop. I think that goes undercover to try to catch somebody at Rosie this like Donald? S&M resort. <laughs> I think that so, can't be right. I, I swear. I okay. Well, let's. Let's. How about we we'll get look, to topic yeah. and and we'll look it up during okay. our break. Okay. okay. Single bells, single bells, single all the way. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays from this single Pringle and your um, long ass relationship. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Tonight we want to talk a little bit about heading into the holidays, um, either being a single Pringle or single Pringle. It's the holidays. Maybe it should be a single Kringle. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I have a single Kringle. (laughs) You just Um, need a little hat. Yeah, I do. I do need a little hat. I, uh, I do like a Santa hat. 
They're cute. Yeah, adorbs. They're cute. Yeah, you should get one. You should wear it everywhere and just say, hey, call me single Kringle. I have How one. How you doing? I had one a couple years ago. And um, my sister who lives in Kentucky was up um, visiting with the kids. And so I went over to the house to bring them all their presents. And I wore my cute little standing hat, right? And I walk in. And for the first time in years, my ex-girlfriend was there. And I hadn't seen her. And she was feeding her child. Oh. on the couch and I was in a Santa hat and now I have like every time I'm wearing that Santa hat oh, oh Evie's so important that she forgot to shut her phone off so <laughs> the cricket the, the is cricket's back in, the cricket is back it's in the story too because it was crickets because she was whole ass feeding her child on the couch and I was like oh and it's been like two years since I saw her and I had a Santa hat on uh, I felt like a real single Pringle then um real Kringle. single Chris Kringle um but yeah so um I, you know, I think of it both ways because I've had, I've had it both ways. Like I've been single now for a while, right? Right. But I was in a relationship for a long while. Yeah. Almost like, basically like almost 20 years-ish with, you know, different people. But sure. for the most, like the whole time, like I was never single. And this is the first time I've been single. This is the last few years. Um, well, last year you were kind of seeing somebody around Right after. Time. Okay. Right, right, there was right be- I know it was right around this It was time. right before and then right after. Okay. <laughs> right before Christmas and then right after so, I was dating somebody. So you were still a single Kringle was single. at Christmas. <laughs> yes. But let me tell you, the whole point of this episode is to say, in a lot of ways, it does change the holidays, but it makes them so much fucking easier. Being a Kringle, a single Kringle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I mean. It why, can- why do you say that? What makes you think that? Because your obligation starts and ends with you. That is very true. And I mean, I hate to say this, but because like I said, I've been in a relationship for a million years. This is the first few years I haven't been. And it, the first year, like it didn't even like it, it's like, wait, what? It's just there's so much more obligation when you're in a couple. And I wonder if that comes from the pressure that we put on ourselves or the pressure that like our family just kind of organically puts on us because like couples fit into, you know, like the whole idea. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like, Oh, you know, invite this person and this person. Like I'm always invited everywhere, Yeah, but it's different if it's just me that doesn't show up versus me and another person. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. Well, I, as, as a person in a couple forever, forever. And, uh, well, when Amos and I first started dating, the biggest problem for us was that uh, both of our parents were divorced. So trying to do four fucking holidays was really challenging. Yeah. And I mean, like, we've managed to, like, kind of get it, you know, down over the years a little bit to, like, and, and you know, we pepper it out throughout the season. So it's not, uh, but it's still, I mean, it's a lot. It yeah. really is a lot. And and yeah, I mean, what you're saying is absolutely true. It's not like you can, like, if you decide at the last minute that you're like, I'm not going to fucking do anything today. I just want to like chill. I want to like read a book, watch a yeah. movie, order takeout. Like you just really don't have that option. Like you're right. already like you're in it. Like you've, you've got somebody else that you are committed to doing these things with. Yeah. Even if that person wants to do that with you too, but <laughs> it, there is something I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's like in the structure, like the 
the the family structure, the system of the way that we celebrate holidays in this country, there is something about being in a couple and showing up at a place. It it it's just a different experience. Um, you it, being single is painfully obvious during the holidays. It is, and I don't think it's sad. Um, I'm not lonely. <laughs> I love being alone. Yeah. Something I've learned. So yeah. there is no part of me that's lonely. Plus I got my little guy right here. Right. right. Um, and he, you can tell he does not leave you alone. So right. no loneliness there. But well, I mean, I think it, it's probably different though. Don't you think like single and like not really having anybody is, I think that's sort of, I think what single is kind of a shortcut for, for a lot of people. Right. Like, in other words, like if you're single, you don't have anybody. It's sort of like, but really you do. Yeah, yeah. Just not necessarily a romantic partner, right? Yeah. Like you might have like a shit ton of family. You could have a shit ton of yeah. friends that are also like chosen family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like that is kind of an almost an antiquated notion. You know, this idea of like, it's so lonely to be it, single at Christmas. You can't possibly have a good Christmas if you're not romantically it partnered It is up. antiquated, but it is still a notion. Like that movie we were talking about. So there's this new movie out on Netflix called, what is it? Single Bells? Single All, single all the Way. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm, I generally try to be pretty like um, open to... Films with any queer representation, this movie is garbage. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess it's. I mean, I en I enjoyed laughing at it. It, it it's it kind like of reminds kind of way, me you of know those. What I mean? Yeah, so Amazon Prime has a real interesting section for queer movies. I don't know what they. I feel like they took every submission, anything that anybody ever made and wanted to like put on Amazon Prime. It's there. Um, it almost fits into that. Like it's a a, a parody almost of like. A, a gay man in LA who's going home to New Hampshire, but he, his family is like wants him to have a boyfriend for Christmas. Well, and see, like, but that's yeah. the thing. That's that was the thing about it, right? It takes that old like instead of the I'm gonna come out to my parents at Christmas or my family doesn't know that I'm gay and I have to pretend and use yeah. the pronoun game. Oh, sorry about that. And use the pronoun game, you know, the whole time I'm there. This time my family knows, and not only do they know, but they're like so yes. fucking supportive. Yes, which is great. But other, I, I hate, I, I hate being like that. Hey, but listen, Jocelyn was in it from uh, Shit's Creek. And I, she was so Love cute. Her. First of all, like cute, cute. Like she's really attractive. Like she's cute as Jocelyn, but like she's really attractive. And I mean, there's great people in it. It's campy. It's very camp. Yeah, and I think it if is. you take it campy and sort yes. of take it with a grain of salt, it can be like it's a, a total it's, holiday bubblegum throwaway movie. I, and I love Hallmark movies. Yeah. I love there. I have seen some bananas. I saw there is one my mom and I watched about this guy who runs a penny candy shop and then accidentally wears a Bigfoot costume and his whole town thinks that he's Bigfoot. And that Bigfoot exists and it makes the town like come back to life and they start like like tourists pour in everywhere to see Bigfoot so the town makes money and it I've seen them all right I love that and movie. I love it do you know it no but I <laughs> okay. want to I've seen them all but I, there was something about this one you know what it is I hate saying this I could not stand the main character yeah I did not I he was so unenjoyable to me yeah like the main guy I didn't like his like 
I don't know. It's just like his expressions were too much and was too, it was like, I just wasn't, I don't know. It's a, that movie really kind of irked me a little bit, but yeah. um, I liked all the other people in it. But anyway, the whole point was like <laughs> this whole idea of being alone in the holidays. It's completely antiquated. Which is but- so silly too, because he's home for the holidays and not alone at all. Filled surrounded by people that love him and that he loves you know what i mean yes what is so sad about that literally nothing nothing but it's it is different it is different being single in the holidays it really is and again like i said it can be really good in the way that like my obligation starts and ends with me i don't you know my i have like family that would care obviously but like I just remember being in a relationship and it just being this stress ball of like, we have, it was like, we have to do this. We have to do that. We got to get this. We're going to do that. And that's two families involved too, obviously. Yeah. But like, it, it just opens all that up like being alone. I'm just like, eh, me, you know, I could go, I could show up. Now I am going to go down South for the holidays, which is what I'm going to have to do from now on. My whole family moved there. <sighs> Yeah. So I'm going to be spending Christmas in the mountains, which kind of sounds like a Dolly Parton movie. She hey, also does have be, a... It could be yeah. a Dolly Parton movie. And it's in that area, too. Right? Right? Find her, find her in the holler. Yeah. Yeah. My sister does live in the holler. I'm just saying. Um, But uh, I don't know. I It's... there. It's not sad. Really? It's not sad. It's, it, it is nice because I really like not being... Like, I really like having my own time you know, my own space. And yeah. Um, but, and, and it's not even like I felt, I don't feel like the holidays is a romantic time. You know, that idea of like, yeah. oh, I mean, first things first, let's break down a couple um, ridiculous tropes from holiday movies. Who puts up their Christmas tree Christmas Eve? Um, who? Well, it's on all the movies. They're all always the movies. putting up. Their, okay. Let's actually, unless it's one where they're buying the Christmas in the, unless it's one that takes place in a Christmas tree lot. They That's all you, take place. No, in Christmas not tree all of them. A lot of them. Some of them take place in bakeries and at malls. I mean, most of Christmas trees. But what? the Christmas tree lot, like that one, can be weeks beforehand because you know. But they all get their Christmas tree. They put it up and decorate it Christmas Eve. Well, and by they all Christmas hold Eve, each other. In love. They all hold each other. By Christmas Eve. I know, but I'm love. talking about just families in general. Like I'm thinking about all those movies where people come home for the holidays, right? And they go and get their tree while they're there and they put it up. My mom puts her tree up in like October though, to be fair. She's pretty bad with it. But, um, and let's talk a little bit about Christmas trees. Do you guys get a real one? We did this year. Uh, we actually got a con color. I don't know if, how you actually say the word, but it's the kind that smells like citrus. It smells so good. Yeah, I yeah, that's amazing. It's delicious. But we got it mostly because... We're going to be gone for a little bit of time, you know, over this, over the holiday. Um, And so we thought it would be nice for Mama Jackie to, you know, have the color and because she's not able to have a tree at her house. So we thought it'd be nice to have one for her. And it's way too big for our space. (laughs) (laughs) It always reminds me of Clark Griswold. I mean, well, she's a beaut, Clark. (laughs) It's just, I mean, our house is so small and so narrow and like there's like we shoved it as far into the corner as we could, but it's just kind of wide. Yeah. So there's no getting around the fact that we're brushing up against it all the time. (laughs) Um, I, we got, uh, again, um, with a girlfriend, we got a real Christmas tree once and it was, it was, it was in fact a magical experience. 
I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't. It was like, like we always had fake Christmas trees yeah. because my mom, my mom ha- makes her tree beautiful. It looks like the Grinch tree. She puts all these like swirly things and all this stuff coming out of it. And it's oh, her house is always beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I can but, imagine. Yeah. So it's gorgeous. And my mom's always done that. You know, she really likes to get a start early. Um, and then uh, one time I got a real one and it was absolutely magical we went we went to the christmas tree farm well it's not really a farm it was actually just like a lot in massachusetts and this like strapping man put it on you know on top of our roof for us and you looked up at him and said why thank you sir and he he leaned down and said you're welcome little miss he was flirting with us and i remember (laughs) um my girlfriend at the time we were laughing so hard about it because we were like this is like just that hallmark movie because my mom loves hallmark movies so we watch them all the time so we talk about like these like kind of not silly but tropes right in the christmas tree farm or places always what's where they meet it's a lot happens there i'm just saying bakeries 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 are pretty prevalent as well and also i mean there's always the corporate scene yeah you know there's always the corporate person uh usually the woman she's you know yeah building her career she's too busy for yeah for, for sure. romance but something happens at christmas whether it's the christmas tree lot guy or yes the guy in the bakery or somebody to teach her that she needs love in her life i, I read a tweet once and it's one of my favorite tweets of all time and um i, I paraphrase a little bit but this guy was like as a mildly successful fairly attractive man who lives in the city um one of my biggest fears is getting a girlfriend that goes to a small town <laughs> it's a not a not very successful a very handsome man who's going to teach her the spirit of christmas because it's all about small town life um but it also like it does show you that like oh remember i mean like it's kind of like that good guy bad guy because those corporate guys are always the bad guys and then they show up usually and they're all in like they're you know the women are in their heels or the men are like carrying briefcases they're all very yeah. heartless and very busy very busy so and I, they're heartless until yeah. suddenly they get a little thaw on that iceberg heart. of a heart. And sometimes a real special thing will happen. Like they'll find out their dad is Chris, like father, not father time, but their dad is like Chris Kringle or something. <laughs> um, I like when it kind of takes a um, uh, sort of like out of this world experience you know where it's not like just like really extra things happen like there's this one that we used to watch at the deli all the time about this woman who um was very busy she's just very busy right and she was like going to like end up being like the um the ceo of this catering company very busy and she was driving and on her phone because she's very busy and she got into like this car accident and this oh, guy, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes, so yes, like, yes. like other world sort of kind of. Uh, Almost like, you know, she either got visited by ghosts of Christmas 100%, past, yes. Or, you well, know, she, yeah. she got to experience what her life would have been like had she never been born. Yes. Like, you know, like one of those yes, kinds of yes. things. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. So this guy, he like, of course he's, I don't know what he is, but like he was like the bus driver next to her who was trying to tell her to like, slow down. Don't be so busy. Like get off your phone. And she's like, whatever and drives off. And she crashes. She like starts talking to him, finds out he's like an angel. He sends her back 
to complete a mission to get into heaven and it's basically to help her son's <laughs> shitty, shitty restaurant failing restaurant and it is so wild and then it ends with the son singing the song and i can't even explain this movie but like we were obsessed did she get into heaven she got to stay <gasps> she got to she didn't stay. even end up dying she because the guy sang her a song and that song brought her to life back to life she well, was in the hospital the whole time with in a listen, coma i'm just gonna say the power <laughs> of music is definitely something that can bring life yes especially this song <laughs> um but i'm just gonna say like so there's a lot of uh expectations built around these holidays when you're watching stuff like that right so i try to think of like where do i fit in in this yeah i feel like i guess i would be the hometown person now because i used to travel a lot but like i've lived here for yeah, a while now you're oh so now you're you need to get a job at a christmas i tree know lot, what right? are you doing and to meet this really busy very busy girl and teach her yes. the spirit of fucking christmas that's right she's girl. gonna be you know in from you know she's gonna be in from the city it doesn't i don't we don't even, even need to know what city it doesn't she's matter gonna be here from the city yep um she's gonna be on her phone a lot she's gonna be on her phone yeah. yep yeah so I guess I'm gonna have to get a job. <laughs> You're gonna have to Christmas lot. It's the only way, or a bakery. Uh, that's actually more realistic, considering the fact that my mom kind of has one. Ooh, you know, we could even do a little twist on it, and instead of a bakery, it's a puppy bakery. And we serve puppies. No, you serve puppy treats. Oh, I love that homemade puppy. You know, homemade bakery treats for your puppy. Okay, but instead of the traditional bakery, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying that's our that's our twist on your holiday romance. Um, so my my only issue with that is that I think that I'm gonna have to shoot for this relationship next year, I mean, because it's we only got a couple weeks left before Christmas and everything has to happen. Well, although it does usually happen pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're not really in the market for a job at a puppy bakery. So listen, I'm always in the market for a job at a puppy bakery. If there's a puppy bakery out there and you're there hiring, is. there's one on Nine Mile. What? The dog house. How do I, well, we'll talk about this after. Okay. I need or to. Maybe it's not called the dog house, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, so what if I, what if I did go get a job there? And, and there's, I'm, I think there's one in Royal Oak too. There's definitely going to be a busy girl from the city. <laughs> She's from the city. That's at her hometown. I my my actual hometown is a lot more fitting. Like Kiko Harbor is a very small little lake town. Um, there is a, I don't know if we have a, oh, there is, oh, at the college, there's a Christmas tree lot. But it's so, you know what one of the biggest bummers about all of this is, is that it doesn't fucking snow anymore. It just barely does. It's, it'll snow toward in like January and February, but like December, you don't get those thick, like you go to the Christmas tree lots. It's, it's going to be 60 on Thursday. <laughs> there's not going to be anything like Christmassy about it. Well, you, I mean, that's Christmassy for a lot of people who don't live in winter. Well, you guys, I feel bad for you because winter Christmas is beautiful. Um, Boston had some really good. Yeah, but some of those days in the Boston Common when the like the tree was up and the lights and stuff, especially at night walking through, it was kind of magical. But Michigan's really doesn't get a lot of good, a lot of good snow anymore until the like late, late season. Yeah. Yeah, but it's sort of the aesthetic. If I'm on a Christmas, if I meet a busy girl from the city, <laughs> I want there to be snow. It needs to be snowing. Absolutely. I hear you. I yeah. get it. I understand. Um, so uh, do you? Well, so the, so the thing, though, about like, I feel like with the gay Christmas movies is it's just it's the same old like Hallmarky movie tropes. But on top of that, you've got the gay 
mm-hmm. tropes as well. <laughs> right. So yeah. that can just be extra irritating. I mean, it's like on the one hand, it's, it's yay, we're getting some representation in the movies and stuff like that, but they're just not original storylines. No. And on top of not being original storylines, they're unoriginal storylines on top of unoriginal ideas. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, that, that can be, I feel like that can be overlooked with Christmas movies because the whole point of it is, I feel like we're all collectively being like, yeah, but yeah. when you're, start, but, but when you add in the gay tropes, that's when it starts to get irritating. That's, I mean, this was I mean? like, this was like drinking something that tastes good, but is far too fucking sweet. Like you can like, you know, it's hard to enjoy because it's, it's too much. And then um, uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it and she's amazing. Yes. But it was her like whole character was a character. Yeah. And it was like the whole thing was like, listen, listen, bravo for doing it. And I don't mean to be that person. And am I going to watch it? Yes. And support it? Yes. Because we do need it. But also this was a bad one, guys. <laughs> we can do it better. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think and I don't like how they opened with like the shirtless dudes. I feel like that was just a nod to like old bad gay stereotypes. Like gay male stereotypes, just the shirtless guys and Santa things. Yeah, sure. But I also feel like it was almost a way to get, you know, the ladies hooked into who like the Hallmarky movies to begin with. Actually, you know know what? That's actually a real, I never even considered that. That's a really smart way to look at it. Thank you. That's smart. Yeah. No, if nothing, I'm, I'm not smart. Wait. I didn't mean that. I'm no, smart. You're, Wait. Wait uh. No, but that was a really interesting, intelligent way to look at it. Like, I'm being so like, eh, eh. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I'm not really the target audience. The women who do really watch these all do have to be kind of into it. Okay. Yeah. You're smart. Never mind. Yeah. That was good. Okay. Nice. Bravo. Um, Now back to, which we've already covered. Now back to us. Well, I was going to say back to the <laughs> other one. The antithesis of it is the happiest season. Which I thought oh, we did that last year. Yeah, we talked about it last yeah, year. Yeah, but I yes. thought that was a good one. Agree. Because yeah, it I was thought, adorable. And it was rough. And I mean, people are still talking about how Kristen Stewart should have ended up with Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Agree. Only because their chemistry is off the charts. Yes. And Aubrey Plaza is fucking amazing. But I liked the, although again, it was the coming out bit, which is a little overdone yeah i mean it's yeah how many yeah. times can we we need to exist outside of coming out right well but that was that yeah. movie is so last year come on let's get it, yeah get it together 2021 it's single all the way Ugh, i don't want to <laughs> move see, it in that direction but, but so like and that's sort of the thing too like with that movie title it sort of makes it seem like hey i'm happy being single but no it ends up yes. with the same old like nope i'm falling in love and la 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 you know what i mean yeah. it's all about falling in love it's not actually about being single or your autonomy or anything yeah Yeah. exactly but you know one of the things that i do love about single people at the holidays is the proliferation of single people holiday cards where they sort of make fun of the uh the idea of being in a relationship at the holidays you know where the where you know people families will send out their holiday card or whatever with their family on the yeah the cover And then, but you know, single people have started kind of taking that on and like doing goofy things with that, you know, like posing with their cat or, you know, I saw this one where this chick was like bent over and she had pants on uh, her arms. No, she had pants on her arms and pants on her legs and her arm, her, uh, fists were in the shoes and then her feet were in shoes and so she was bent over so that it looked like two <laughs> like sets of legs were facing each other <laughs> so she took the picture and like 
made it so you could only see the two sets of legs and then she blew it up so that you could see it how that she was her. actually posing and that was kind of her christmas card it was kind of a spoof on the whole like hey i'm happily in a relationship no i'm happy single yeah because you know which yeah. is fucking great that i love that and i have a deep appreciation for those people um if i ever got my life together enough to send out christmas cards that would just it's never gonna happen i know that's kind of um, thank you to all those that do yeah, agree. I never have. Probably won't. But um, again, I could see that being more in a relationship thing, too, to do. I mean, single people who send out Christmas cards, that is an efficient bunch. That is <laughs> that is that is the girl who's from the city. That's a very busy. That girl is from the city and she's very, very busy. busy. I'm from the city. She's I'm way too busy to meet that person she, on the parking I, lot yeah. in the tree parking lot. She works in a corporate job. She's from the city. She's up for a promotion. And she's mad. And she's mad and she's busy and she doesn't care about the holidays. Exactly. Agree. Those people have it way too together for <laughs> anybody's liking. But I mean, I do appreciate the, you know, hey, fuck it. I am enjoying being single. Yeah. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. And I love that. Well, the reason why uh, single folks make those cards is because you do get asked a lot. Yeah. There is that question. My family doesn't really ask me because I we are so up each other's asses about everything there's no there's <laughs> your no family time knows the second you're yeah we just talk, we have yeah, a group exactly. chat where we talk all day every day so I it's not sisters, like yeah you're gonna come home for the holidays and everybody's gonna be like nicole are yeah. you seeing anyone exactly we just talked at three o'clock today Stacey. exactly yes that, so that doesn't happen <laughs> but um i mean i guess yeah it could definitely be a thing and um so i do have a question um do you do you feel bad for single people at the holidays? Is that something you think about as a person in a relationship? Like, do you think like, oh, well. No. Yeah, right? No, because I don't. Because again, like, first of all, like, <clears throat> in terms of Christmas, like, I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ. Okay. I am not a believer in the Lord Jesus. Okay. I have not been saved. It, so it's not a religious tradition for me. Sure. Right? Um. I do enjoy, you know, Yule. Yeah. And some of the rituals around that. Sure. Um, but like, so it's not like a religious day for me in terms of Christmas. And so it's really just about, you know, seeing, you know, some people that I love, which means that I have to go see those people that I love. It's sort of like a deadline day. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like, or a time of year where, okay, we need to set up a trip to wherever so that we can go visit dad we can go visit mom we can go visit whomever you know what i mean sure. so i mean in that sense it can be a little bit stressful but i don't think about it as like a couple's holiday yeah. you know thing you know i think of it more of like as a familial obligation yeah more than anything else yeah and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that i don't enjoy it or, or you know have fun but it's also stressful and yeah. a lot of work and exhausting and it's also my birthday which, you know, and New Year's. So, I mean, all of that yeah. kind of rolls into one. And, you know, I try to look forward to my birthday the most. But it's always a little bit kind of anticlimactic because it's right in between those two major holidays. It's in the weirdest where week of the year. <laughs> people are, you know, all out of town yeah. or, you know, I mean, like, so I think my best adult Christmas personally was the year that we skipped it entirely yeah and we went to hawaii oh and yeah we hiked uh, we hiked waimea canyon and then we went and got like 
I got a Guinness and I don't know what Amos got. And we went and sat on the beach and we were drinking like a little bit, you know, like having a little toast on the beach. And then we went and had awesome fucking dinner. It was the best Christmas ever. So sure. yeah, that, that was my favorite Christmas yeah. was the year we skipped it. Yeah. I mean, um, like my favorite Christmas was when I was in a relationship, but it was because not because of that, but it was, it did happen to the, the thing about the difference with being in a relationship and not is that when you have, when you're with somebody and I'm not afraid to do things alone, but sometimes oftentimes um, it's just a little easier to do things with people like travel and stuff like that. Like I can travel alone, no problem. But um, when, when you have another person who, and you guys want to make those plans together it's a little bit more incentive. Like I want to travel, but um, I just, it's very easy to just be like, yeah, I'll do it another time. I'll do it another time. And, you know, without anybody kind of being like, no, do it now. Yeah. It's, I could see myself doing that for so long. And that's, that's, I think the problem for me with being single, the, the biggest complaint I have is that I have a tendency to put things off because I'm like, not that I don't love to do it, Yeah, but I oftentimes find myself just kind of like living life and just kind of not thinking about all these other things that I want to do. And when I have, when I'm with somebody, I have a little bit more of a, a can do sort of spirit. And I don't know right. where that comes from. Right. And I don't know if that's bad or good. I mean, I've, I have lived 10 lives compared to a lot of people. I have lived and traveled a ton and not that I want to stop or anything, but I'm certainly not like, Oh, I never go anywhere. I mean, I'm like, you know, like, you know, I've lived everywhere. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, content with taking a few years off, but um, I can see myself kind of sitting in that and that I feel like is not a great thing. Yeah. That just turns into like sort of like this life laziness. But um, I'm getting a little better at it and I'm not afraid to travel alone. I just. Yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to not have to book anything or do any of that. Yeah. But, well, it's, it's a lot of work planning a trip. Yeah. But when and I was when like. when you're doing it with somebody else, it can help ease the burden or yeah. at least make it more fun. You or know? you hold each other accountable. Like, no, yeah. we need this. Yes. We need this for our mental health. We need to take this time off. Yeah. And um, that's a big, probably the biggest difference for me. Yeah. One of the biggest difference anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a great Christmas one time when I lived in Las Vegas and the person I was with, we went to the canyon and just went and hiked again. We didn't even really hike. We, we, we bought a minivan and drove it across the country because we wanted to have a van. So we had the van out there and we just opened the doors and put music on and let the like laid in the back and talked. And it was like Christmas day and it was like 70 something. It was beautiful. It was magical. Yeah. And that was a great Christmas. Like, um, but I have fun now with all the traditions and stuff, but, um, I feel you like know, that's my biggest, my biggest thing with, with being in a relationship, my biggest thing that I like think I'm missing out on. I mean, I'm sure like the love and all this stuff too, but is that kind of having that partner to like do stuff with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other part, I think that, I think maybe one of the reasons that like this part of the year is like so consumed with the yeah. romance of all yeah. of it is is the idea that like it is the end of the year, right? And that's sort of the time when we start to kind of take stock in like the year before and the upcoming year and like sure, what are the hopes for our, our year ahead and like what are the things that we've been through in the past year that we are still, you know, like struggling with, celebrating whatever those things are, right? You know, and so it's sort of that year where you're kind of taking inventory anyway, right? And so I think maybe if it's one of those things where you are, interested in being in a relationship like if you're longing for that kind yeah. of companionship it definitely can be the time of year where you're 
you know, even more reminded about, you know, family and, and love and, you know, all the, the jewelry commercials, every kiss begins with fucking K and all that shit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the jewelry face smile every time a woman gets a locket, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, I mean, it really can be emotion, an emotionally manipulative time. You know, what's funny is that I didn't think about that until now. And now that kind of (laughs) <laughs> now you're kind of was a gut punch. <laughs> now you're pining away. I for- swear to God, I didn't even think about it at all. You're really good at putting things into perspective in ways that I never thought about it. But now that I did, um, now I'm a little fucking depressed about it <laughs> because it kind of is that time of like the end and like taking stock and what do I want in the future? Family and thinking about family and building family with somebody. Fuck. I'm sorry. Now this whole episode changed to I need this is a fucking dating ad and I need to go <laughs> date. Because I'm going to be alone for Christmas. Dear Hallmark, make a movie I'm quick. Gonna, I'm going to be alone for Christmas. Make, make Where's a, I need make, my busy city girl. Make a Nicole movie. Where are you? I know you're busy. I know you're too busy to be me. She's in the Netherlands. Fuck. I know. I know you're in some fucking Nordic country. I know it. Finland. So we can watch the Northern Lights. <laughs> I hate everything. I really started with a different attitude. Um, I'm sorry. Well, like, here's the here's listen. The you thing did that- a great job putting it in perspective, but it was a perspective I didn't know that I needed, and now that I know that I have it, I'm sad. Well, I- <laughs> can we just go to crushes? Okay. <laughs> I love you. I feel terrible ending on that note, but I love you too. At least right. you got me, baby. It's manipulative. You're just. Ma- I only have you. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Oh, another year, another year down in the books. I mean. Okay, crushes. Crushes, let's go. Yay! Ho, ho. Wait. (laughs) That was so bad. We're keeping that. Don't edit that out. Keep that in. Okay. Ho. (laughs) I can't do that. Keep it in. Ho. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to see who your ho 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 is this week. Should I give you one more chance? <laughs> Who's your crush? <laughs> we'll just go back to the right back to usual because we can't do the ho ho ho. Okay, my crush this week is Jeremy Strong. It's a boy. Now you know Succession. Yes, it's he's Kendall and Succession. Oh, First of all, okay, I love okay. his I love the whole character, but somebody wrote a scathing piece on him in the New York Times. And what I learned about Jeremy Strong is that, and if this is true, so he's like a method actor, right? Like into the Daniel Day-Lewis stuff. Right, The fact that he isn't playing Kendall as like a joke, like he's playing Kendall as like serious. And you know how Kendall is kind of oblivious to how ridiculous he is? Yeah. It's double oblivious because Jeremy Strong doesn't realize that Kendall is oblivious because Jeremy Strong doesn't realize how Kendall. Oh, that's oblivious. Kendallis. So he's like meta, serious actor playing this like when he was like rapping and stuff like that, and it's so fucking brilliant. And he could it could only be done by him because it's it's such a good good character. And Kendall is so cringy, but I love him, but I hate him. But the fact that Jeremy Strong is really like that is who he is is magical to me. So I have to give it to him. He's my crush this week. Oh. 
I mean, fair. I I seriously cannot wait to start the new season. Oh my god, Succession is so good. If you guys aren't watching it, watch it immediately. I mean, Shiv Roy is my ultimate crush because sure. I she's so stupidly hot and attractive and the show blah blah blah. But Kendall, <laughs> just just so when you watch it and you watch Kendall and all those like all all those shenanigans and like apparently Jeremy Strong is like this isn't a comedy this is serious this is this is a, you know he's like I take this role as serious as my own life but you have to watch this show to see to realize how fucking ridiculous that is like the other actor who plays Logan he's like an old Scottish actor and he's like um you know he's trained on the stage so he's just kind of like oh, I just come in and act and then I leave and he's like I try to tell Jeremy to do the same <laughs> just come in and act and leave but apparently Jeremy like dresses like Kendall and like lives in it because he's you know he's method so he doesn't want to like oh yeah yeah and he must you, be insufferable yes and you have to see the show and see Kendall to imagine how like you can tell all the actors are kind of like like apparently he just stays in his trailer and doesn't like talk to other actors because he's supposed to be a little separate from them and it's just so ridiculous and I just I don't know why but I love the idea of it because Kendall is so it's you just again you have to watch it to see that the nuances of that character and how how the fact that if he's not in on the joke it's the greatest joke of all time it's just you can't write a show like that it all all the pieces have to fall in the place and it's yeah. so good for that reason yeah. so jeremy sir you you have my crush this week you are my crush this week <laughs> that's interesting yes and so odd i love it <laughs> i know and what about you mine is ursula cobero Co- Co- wait hold on i knew i was gonna fuck it up Ursula Corbero. Corbero? She uh, plays, she's a Spanish actress. She plays Tokyo. Okay. On Money Heist. Money Heist is so good, it's too. so good. And uh, so the final half of the fifth season, the final season came out uh, about a week ago, week and a half ago. And uh, we finished it the other day, and it is so good. But here's the thing. So when I was home uh, visiting my mom and my brother before uh, baby Okra was born, um, we were telling them about Money Heist. Yeah. And it came out that both my brother and my mom don't really like heist movies or shows. Mm. So then I tried telling my sister about it. And she's like, yeah, I just don't really get into that. And I'm just like, I don't know who these people are and how I'm related to them. Oh my god, I love a good heist show. Me too. And Money Heist is probably the it's best really ever. Good. And Tokyo yeah. is my fucking crush. I love you, Tokyo. You will forever live in my heart. I identify with you so much. She's such an impulsive bitch. I love her. I love it. All right. <laughs> Kendall and Tokyo. What yeah. a mess. I know. What a mess. What a mess. Um uh okay, so yeah. Um uh, thanks for joining us. Um, you can find us at Queer Podcast on Instagram, Queer Rose on, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we'll be back next week, but we are taking a couple weeks off coming after that. Uh, we have a birthday and the holiday, and we have some traveling coming up. So, yes, um, babies are being born, yep. and they must be blessed with kisses. We are taking a two week vacation. Ooh. But um, all right, so stay weird, be queer. See we'll you see you next week. week. Bye. This is going to help perk me up. Do you want to snort it? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a good clip. (laughs) That'll sound like such a drug. If this does make it on the outtakes, it's not a drug, I swear. (laughs) So not. (laughs) Okay. It's Texas. Um, I can hear him breathing.
in the in the. Like I want to see Mike. Can we get him on there? I don't know if he'll be into this, but nope, he's not. Texas is not made no, for the like, spotlight. No, no, no. It's oh not, yeah, I'm so dumb. 